Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Block Hash Podcast, episode 258. It is bright and early on a Thursday morning here in Medellin, Colombia. Uh, today, I have Gwendolyn Regina. She's the investment director for BNB Chain. There's a lot we're going to talk about today. So let's introduce you to her. Gwendolyn, how you doing? Hi, Brendan. Thanks for having me. It's fantastic to have you. Um, a lot of cool stuff I want to talk about. Want to learn a bit more about BNB Chain. Maybe you can kind of take us inside a bit. Uh, before we do, want to know a bit more about yourself. Tell us and the audience, um, what's your backstory like? What did you do in the past? How did you get into this space? Um, you know, what was your journey like? Hmm. So thank you for that, Brendan. Um, I will summarize my background as having spent the last many years um, in the worlds of technology, startup, and media. So I've always been tracking technology innovation, business model innovation, and my interest is always how fundamental science, fundamental tech can create paradigm shifts in society that change the way we do things, to you know how we live, eat, and you know, and just manage our lives. And so I first saw Bitcoin in 2010. But unlike you, Brandon, I did not actually really enter the industry over the last 10 to 12 years. Um, so I saw I saw Bitcoin in 2010 and my mind was blown. I I thought this was like life-changing technology. I tried mining on my laptop, but I failed somehow miserably. Um, and I left it aside for about seven years because I was running my own company. I've been an entrepreneur, investor, global market expansion, and I was really busy running two companies, actually. One of them was actually a fund, an investment fund. And so because I was busy doing my own thing, I didn't have the mind space uh, you know, to, to really look at, at, at Bitcoin because we're focused on a particular segment. Um, for what I was doing. And so, um, so I'm kind of mixing two things right here, right? So kind of going back to the, um, like kind of my journey first is that um, I've done really always done things where I'm always using my hands to like build something, you know, entrepreneurial, intrapreneurial, and always at the crossroads of, again, how tech changes society. So as a few examples, like I mentioned, I uh, started investing a long time ago. I, I started a fund with the Singapore government. I'm from Singapore. And I've also worked with PhDs to build deep tech companies, everything from um, robotics to, to AI to quantum computing. So a bunch of stuff. And, and so my journey has taken me through really seeing the lens of technology innovation through several eyes. Again, as a builder, as, a, as, a, as an entrepreneur as an investor, but also as a media person, you know, kind of similar to you, Brandon, where, you know, I really covered the tech space. I was focused on Southeast Asia and, and then um, with a particular role when I brought Mashable to Asia Pacific, where I was covering like kind of tech trends and um, how uh, more like social media kind of stuff as well. It was really kind of looking at how tech again changes society. So then now circling back to kind of my blockchain and crypto journey is that um, after first seeing Bitcoin in 2010, I left it aside for seven years. I was getting busy in my own startups. Um, in 2017, 
just like with a lot of people here as well, I started going back because of the markets. And more importantly, I had left my previous role to take a sabbatical, but also to try to start a new uh, a blockchain crypto company, actually. So being entrepreneur again. And I tried out, uh, I tried building a new company for about three months. Didn't work out as with things go. And so I left it aside. And then I've been at BNB Chain for almost a year now, where, again, as you said, I've been leading investments. And really here, um, we really want to grow crypto, mass adoption, but also grow BNB Chain. I will pause there because that was a very, very long intro. Nice, nice, nice. Um, wh what are some of the things you've been working on so far at BNB Chain from the investment side of it? I'm sure people are very familiar with BNB Chain. Um, but in your realm of expertise, what are the, some of the things that have been in your hands that you have kind of taken a hold of and pushed forward? Yeah, I love that. So um, from an investment side of things, you know, we think about what's interesting in the present, right? But also what's going to be interesting in six months from a user adoption perspective. Because mm -hmm. as we all know, crypto moves really, really fast. So... Um, and as an example of thematically how we look at the world, summarizing stuff that your audience already knows is that we've seen the, the DeFi trend and the NFTs, GameFi, but again, you're seeing now more kind of um, intersection of um, of categories now, right? So for example, fractionalization of NFTs, you're seeing much more um, like DAO as a category coming up, but also more, more DAO tooling. You're seeing more interesting um, like lifestyle culture depths rather than just pure game fire, pure NFTs. Um, so one theme in which we kind of put a lens on is something we call MetaFi. So MetaFi, the meta here means metadata because, you know, in blockchain world, it's really about the portability, right, of, of metadata. So when we look at that, it, it, it maybe you can look at it like as a aggregation of all these themes, right? So you're talking about including GameFi, NFTs, SocialFi, including some aspects of DAOs. So it, it can seem quite broad, but I mean, internally we do, and we also shared it publicly, actually, where we do, we are more nuanced than just MetaFi as a category. Um, but so the given a few examples um, of some investments that we did as um, windcast.io is something I really, really like and I talk about it quite a lot. So windcast.io is still very nascent, um, but windcast allows, um, allows you, I mean, it hasn't really been launched yet, but it allows you to, when you watch uh, live sports, right? For example, there's a penalty kick, right? And a penalty kick, you know, it may or may not be a goal, correct? You never know whether it's going to be hit or miss. But what this allows you to do is it allows you to live bid. There's a live auction going on for the potential NFT. So I think it's super interesting because imagine it combines a few things. It combines NFTs, obviously. It combines auctions, which happens as such a long-standing feature in society. And it combines live spots, which we all know is, is just a huge industry on its own. So what I like about it is that it's, it's really thinking about the beauty of, of blockchain, crypto, and really tying it with um, bringing together real-world use cases and what society does, which is watch a lot of live sports, right? And does a lot of auctions. So, um, yeah, so that's an example where, you know, I'm really, um, really excited to see how Wincast um, continues. 
Um, another one that we really like also is Correct, which is Musicfy again. So like, you know, uh, lifestyle and culture, we're seeing more that come up and we're excited to have them on BNB chain. So Correct um, is a Musicfy project that allows music celebrities, artists to engage their fans early. So one huge artist that worked with Corrite recently in a fan campaign is Alan Walker, one of the world's most former uh, of um, world-renowned DJs mm -hmm. with Faded. I, I believe mm -hmm. most of us know this piece if you hear Alan it. Walker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So um so he ran a campaign with Corrite and about 3,000 of his fans came in. They all participated. There was also like a joint video. And what was interesting about this also is that they got some fans to contribute some, you know, some like drum beats and, and guitar beats to kind of, you know, make this whole campaign as well. So there's a lot more that's happening with Corrite and a lot more development work. But but this is an example where, you know, they worked with a, again, very famous uh, musical artist, right? So these are some examples of stuff that we're seeing and and we are, you know, actively supporting, you know. For, so from the BNB chain core team, we, you know, we spend resources in terms of really getting our teams together to work with projects on marketing and campaigns. You know, we also introduce them to other potential partners as an example. Nice. That sounds awesome. It sounds like you guys are doing a lot of stuff too, uh, mm. especially this year and new stuff coming out. I've always been, you know, slightly skeptical to be honest of Binance chain because Binance was so big and I thought you know if you got this big in the space maybe you would neglect certain areas and building your own blockchain ecosystem you know there will be gaps and things aren't going to work and so I was always a little bit skeptical um, but I've been very impressed with how much it has developed and has grown and how much adoption it has attracted in the space given the fact that you know Ethereum has been like the long-standing place to build uh, within this this industry. Uh, so props to you guys for definitely doing that and pushing that forward. How would you say that BNB chain as a as a blockchain, as an ecosystem to build on, to utilize, to start new projects compares to a legacy ecosystem that's very popular in the world today like Ethereum? Yeah. First, I love Ethereum. <laughs> All right. I, I've it also is. been in the space for at least a few years, right? So so I I I'm invested into the Ethereum ecosystem myself personally as well, and I follow a lot of projects. Um, so I love them. So I would say that BNB chain, you know, when it first kicked off, you know, I understand your skepticism, right? And thank you for mm -hmm. saying that, actually, because I, I know that in a the market, there's a lot of, um, as with everything, there's always a lot, there's positives, there's also a lot of negatives, right, going around. And in fact, I want more people to ask us directly, the core team, like these questions. I think that it's it makes for a more transparent ecosystem because I do think sometimes it's, um, you know, some of the, the, the comments, you know, maybe, you know, if we talk to them, you know, then, you know, they understand a little bit more and then it can be corrected, for example. So, so I think to answer your question for us, when BNB Chain first was first kicked off in September 2020, it, I wasn't there at the beginning of BNB Chain, but it was really meant to give developers choice um, in terms of the usability of blockchains, you know, gas fees, transaction um, 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 costs and stuff like that. So right now today, you know, when we look at how BNB Chain is growing, it's the same thing. We want to provide more choice. We want the ability to um, give developers and builders um, to choose the best infrastructure that fits them best. So 
so, so BNB chain, we've evolved quite a lot as well, even from a year and a half ago. So recently, um, BN, recently, fairly recently, like a few months ago, we kind of announced like we'll be doing side chains now and partition chains, right? And so side chains now, they are, um, we have a few projects now on, on testnet. Side chains allows projects and dApps to have their own blockchain with their own gas token if they want to own validator set as well, and near zero or low or near zero gas fees, an example. Um, so this is an example where we want, um, especially GameFi projects and just projects that require a lot of like high TPS to have the ability to have their own side chains. And we know other blockchains also offer that, right? Um, but I think one thing that we've been strong in and proven technology scalability is that for the last almost two years now, um, since September 2020, BNB Chain has had zero downtime. So even at our peak in um, in December, where you know we had 2.27 million daily active uh, wallet addresses, um, and half of that was one game, for example, we slowed. Yes, we slowed, but it didn't go down. So we're very very proud of that. Um, and so you know we want to bank on this tech reliability and scalability to scale even more. Because right now in the market, we are we have the largest uh, Web3 community with, again, 1 million on an average basis, daily active uh, wallet addresses slash users. And we, uh, we want to grow that further, right? Because when we look at this, all these short-term metrics, all these metrics right now, we, we are happy that we've come so far. And it's, it's not just to us, the core team, but I thank you, Brenda, for kind of saying that, right? I mean, we here, the core team, yeah, there's a lot of passion and a lot of long nights and, and early mornings, you know, as well. But it's really uh, to the builders, right? So when we when we talk to them, um, we 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 hear a lot of the passion and try to find, again, the best fit infrastructure for them. And some of them, you know, choose us and that's fine, right? But for, for those of them who really take time and they once they understand kind of what we offer, they choose us, it's amazing. We, we work with them on a more deeper level, on a deeper level. So when, when it goes back to kind of choosing the chains and in this multi-chain world, we are supportive of this multi-chain world, right? We, we work with bridges, for example. We want to make sure that our whole uh, tech ecosystem, um, again, is is, is interoperable with, with other chains, but also, of course, that for the depths to build on top of, of us, we actually tell them like, hey, if you think that it best fits your project to be multi-chain from the get-go or later on, please go ahead, right? And in fact, we support you, we want you because we are thinking longer term. We don't want you to be committed or married to one chain just because we are working with you. No, it, if it doesn't make sense for you, it wouldn't make sense for us in the long run as well, doesn't make sense for the crypto ecosystems in the long run because ultimately incentives have to align. So when you think about it, when we work with a project, we're investing anything from capital to actually time and resources, right, to support a project. We want them to succeed. The more they succeed, the more we succeed. If by limiting them to one chain, you know, it's a short-term goal um, and, and they may not be competitive then. And the product may not scale as much, you know, um, then it's not good for them, which then if they die, then it's always set effort on all parties, right? So so for us, we we really firmly believe in that. Um, because again, I've come from the world where I've been looking at startups and building things myself for the last, you know, 17 years or so. Um, since, since I was, yeah, so um, very long time ago, right? And it's always best to take a longer term view. 
um, where you work with the builders and entrepreneurs um, kind of in partnership. And, and again, you know, some people would, would not choose us for several reasons. Some people choose us, you know, and we don't ask them all to, to do stuff on, on the side chain because they may not need, again, high TPS, right? GameFi do. And 40% of BNB chain users are, are gaming. So a lot of them would need the side chains, but some of them won't. So then we direct them to the right technical architecture that makes sense. And we direct them to the right resources that make sense. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Thank you for explaining all that. Um, from an enterprise perspective, I guess, you know, it's very difficult for a lot of companies to get into the space and get involved and use certain blockchains because even legacy longstanding ones like Ethereum. And again, I love Ethereum. But there's so many issues still. There's so many uh, bottlenecks, latency issues, um, you know, transactional issues, gas issues. There's things that hold up these networks that make it very difficult for a giant company to say, okay, I'm going to launch this application and get hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people to, uh, of people to use it, to be users, um, and then have downtime, have it not work one day, have it be too expensive, have it have all these hiccups and all these problems. Um, and I, I think they're just kind of on the sideline waiting for the most part. They want to be involved in this space, but they don't have really a clear path into it. But I, I kind of see Binance in general as a conglomerate uh, business going that direction, doing a lot more B2B work. Um, I see BNB chain, you know, potentially doing a lot more in the B2B space. Do you feel that with some time, because you talk about the long term, that BNB chain might become more and more tailored to business, uh, to large enterprise or SMEs versus just the ordinary average person? Or what direction do you guys want to take it in the future? Love that question, Brendan. So yes, Nikki, number one, enterprises, you know, and enterprises is, is, a, is a term that we maybe can define, right? So can, they can be anything from, I don't know, shipping company, right? Very non-tech non even, right? To, you know, like the, the meta and Twitters of the world. So when we talk about enterprises, it's, it's a category, it's a general category that we've been talking to. So a lot of, um, a lot of them reached out to us. Sometimes we reach out to them, goes both ways. A lot of them are interested. Right. And to your point, you know, um, sometimes maybe the tech is not ready. Uh, sometimes it's more like they don't have web three people or they just I, I just spoke to one a few days ago and they're like, hey, we finally got, you know, I know we talked two months ago, but now we finally got our web three person. Right. He's like two days old or something. Right. So so it's interesting like that. Right. You're really seeing kind of more enterprises kind of being interested and really making effort to find out more. So for us, it's something that we want to have. Right, because it is necessary for the blockchain industry to cross the chasm. Right, we need um, Web two companies, we need traditional companies to adopt. I would say personally, I would say there's a bit of a if you prioritize Web two companies, probably make a lot more sense because they're technology companies already. Right, and a lot for a lot of their business models, they I wouldn't say it's a it's an immediate kind of copy and paste, but obviously you have to pivot because the business models here are very different, the tokenomics and stuff like that. Um, so, yet, and then enterprises like, you know, traditional industries, um, you know, there are many use cases there as well, right? Again, like, you know, supply chain, let's say, you know, as an example, um, real world assets, which links to DeFi, right? So 
um, for us, then going back then to your question about like kind of where we're focusing on is that where do we see our chain going to? I think one, we definitely still see that a lot of our usage will be for the retail user, for crypto mass adoption, if that's a better word, because um, BNB chain has just traditionally, again, shown over the last almost two years now that we have scaled uh, to the largest, you know, user base in, in blockchain, where and and our fees are low, right? So on a in on a USD basis, it's like thirty to fifty cents or something like that, right? So it's it's prime. It's one of the probably one of the best chains right now. Again, scalability, everything that can adopt mass use cases. Then next, then the question is then is that what else? Right, which is kind of to your question, like where mm -hmm. the direction can we going towards, or uh, where may we be going towards? Um, I would say that right now we are focusing on kind of the intersections again. So I kind of mentioned real world assets. This is something that we want to do better in, right? This is something that we are not seeing so much uh, um, yet on on BNB chain, and this is where it marries blockchain crypto with you know a traditional industry that is ripe to be disrupted. As an example, you know, can be like real estate, you know, and, and stuff like that. So um, this is something where we want to do more in. Brendan, you're kind of frozen for me. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Do you? Do yeah, you sorry. Miss sorry about that. Yeah. yeah, for the audience, we had uh, an internet issue this morning. My dog chewed out my ethernet cord the other night, and I just found out before the podcast. So I apologize if there's any latency whatsoever, but we've done pretty good so far, um, almost towards the end. So uh, Wendell and I apologize. Um, anyways, we're, we're coming up close to the end. Uh, kind of some final thoughts here on... BNB uh, chain, maybe Binance at large. Where do you think, in your opinion, you know, working in the space, and I've been around for almost a decade and I've seen all these projects kind of come to light. I've seen them as a baby, you know, being in the industry, watching it from a developer side, from an investor side, watching it from a consumer side. And I've seen how they've gone all these different directions. Some of them have gone on to do fantastic things. Some on have gone on to, you know, falter and disappear and not be relevant anymore. Uh, Binance has been one of the few that has just kept growing and growing and growing and growing um, and is constantly surprising me how much they can take on and how much they can do. Um, you know, given how big Binance has gotten overall, do you think that's any kind of issue in the space being that large, facilitating to so many people internationally, um, taking on so many different projects, integrating so many different use cases, um, which is great if they can do it and have, but sometimes that breeds disaster in this industry when you're that young and you're doing too much. Do you think Binance may be doing too much or do you think that they're big enough and capable to keep going on the path that they're going right now from your professional opinion? Yeah, I love the question. So Binance just turned five, right? Mm -hmm. And like you said earlier, it is a conglomerate with so many products, you know, they kicked off BNB chain. So it's not owned by Binance, but you know, Binance is a large contributor. Um, the answer, the short answer is no, because we are hiring aggressively. So, mm -hmm. 
Um, when you look at this market right now, it's great time to bring talent on board. It's a great time to build. Right. So there's a lot, there's a lot of focus always on execution, outcomes, and building. So, so the BNB chain team, you know, that's what we're focused on. Like it's great that valuations now are like more like realistic, right? And it's great that there's less hype, you know. My WhatsApp or Telegram or whatever it is, it's not blowing up daily with someone's shilling coins, right? So it's almost like there's less noise now and, and more signal, so you can focus. So we we go back to the to the question of you know um Binance and and whether it's too big almost and then whether it would fail or you know if I interpret the question a little bit um it's not that it's too big to fail or it's too big and that's why it fell no I think it's always a question mark I'm not saying that it will last forever I mean I I'm not the company right mm-hmm. um, but I would say that um Binance is doing a lot to not just um, do well now, but to make sure that we're doing well in the future, right? So, for example, CZ has said publicly, like, in, in the bull market, you know, Binance hasn't really been uh, spending a lot, for example. And so now in the bear market, we, you know, there, there are a lot of resources and there's, there's, um, there's resources now to, to deploy, Right. This means right now and, and bear markets, you know, again, a good time to, again, bring on talent and stuff like that. So I think that's all good hints um, that there is longevity, you know, set in place for, for the company. And when I, you know, when I kind of want to address the question also kind of from the, um, the industry perspective, right? I think one of the negatives of being um, like basically one of the largest players or, you know, um, in any industry is that you're always a good, um, you're always a target for things because you are a leader, you're very big. People naturally look to you for leadership, look to you for what you're doing in the market. And so I think this goes for, you know, not just crypto and blockchain, but just, you know, um, industries in general. You look at in any industry, let's say the Web2 industry, a lot of the larger, you know, social media players um, had basically big bullseye on their heads, right? Um, like whatever they do is whatever they were doing, they are doing, always being scrutinized. And so I think, you know, that's just part of, of, of society and nature. And also I think it is good because, you know, in this industry, again, all we want more transparency, right? And I think we want to hold to the ethos of that. And so, um, yeah, so I, I think, you know, I don't really think about, you know, the size and failing and stuff like that. But again, you when you look at how much the community is is building, um, I'm, like, I'm like, while I talk about how there's less noise now, I am receiving a lot more signal as well. And it's good, right? Because these people are actually serious about building. So I am having like more quality conversations now. So... So if I look at my own personal like calendar on a daily basis, I am still having super high quality conversations with with builders, entrepreneurs, um, investors, fellow investors as well. And there's a lot going on um, for the BNB chain community. And and for the wider Binance ecosystem as well, there's also a lot of uh, movements I know. And you know, for us, we do want to make sure that the, the communities uh, are able to also be able to leverage the, the Binance ecosystem. So we try to make that happen, to make the links happen as well. And so when I look at, from my personal perspective, when I look all in, um, there's just so much going on and, and a lot more talent joining the community. So I'm optimistic. Um, I Yeah, I'm optimistic. 
Nice. Has it been difficult sourcing talent in any kind of way? I know in the past it's been hard for companies to find uh, developers and architects in this space that can build. Um, but you guys are hiring rapidly, so I, I'm assuming that people, you know, that has actually picked up. Has it been easier to find people that can fill those positions? Um, the short answer is that there are a lot more people now, um, especially like say personal friends, also reaching out, right? Um, for to understand more about the culture here, and so I'm I'm doing like you know calls with my friends and to help them understand, and I'm doing some raffles, you know, for for some some friends as well. Um, so the short answer is that there's a bigger funnel of, of talent, um, and then the whether there's actual talent, that, whether the conversion is really happening, we are seeing conversion. From the developer side of it, I can't speak too much about it because I actually don't really know on the mm -hmm. technical side whether we're able to hire more technical talent. But I do know that globally, that we have more like across the board, across the different functions, there are um, more talent coming in bigger funnel and so by you know if you assume a general conversion rate then it is converting but technical on its own i'm i don't have the full details i'm sorry brendan okay no worries at all um we've kind of wrapped up i think on the the half hour i think we've covered a bunch of stuff um gwendolyn if people want to follow you and and keep up with what you're doing where can they go do you have social media do you have twitter do you have linkedin yeah, and I'm also Docs, right? I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm not using a non kind of name. So yeah, so you can follow um BNB Chain at BNB Chain. So super easy. And myself is Gwendolyn Regina. Um, Gwendolyn is here, and Regina R E G I N A. So one word, Gwendolyn Regina. So BNB Chain and Gwendolyn Regina. Perfect, guys. Go follow Gwendolyn. Make sure to like the video and subscribe below. Gwendolyn, it was fantastic having you on today. Um, awesome conversation. I'm really hoping that the Wi-Fi didn't make it too choppy at all um, and that you could hear me on your end, that the, the audience could hear everything okay. So we'll, we'll double check and all that stuff. But thank you. Really, really do appreciate it. Appreciate it, Brendan. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for having me. We'll do. We'll talk again soon. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye.